don't want to get in between this because I'm just going to be very, very practical here. <laughs> Why? Who's not being practical? <laughs> Throw us a subscribe, a review, whatever you want. It How helps many out. subscribers do we have now? Let's keep that in-house. <laughs> <laughs> you would clearly enjoy the Biggie concert more than the, the, yes, <laughs> the Prince yes, concert. Easily. You'd walk out of the Prince show, you'd be like, I should have fucking picked him. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to talk about flip-flopping. We're going to talk about this kid, Matt, here. What did I do? You know what you I'm did. a pillar of consistency. This is a trash brand. Come on. <laughs> you could do better. This is a grizzly. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the memo. And our second live stream is now starting. We uh, didn't have as many technical difficulties as last time, but we did have a little bit of setup that we had to do. But we're finally here. We're ready to go. Uh, we're down a man this week. So all you have is me, Richard Lyons, Matthew Brodsky, and Egal Harari. Alex Masadas is a busy man. He will be back next week. But we're very excited to talk about all our amazing topics today. Hometown report with the Jets and Giants. A bunch of fun stuff from this past week of football. And then we got our weekly picks, as always. So let's, let's get into our... Uh, first slate of topics here today which is always the hometown report and as always it's a negative report once again for the new york jets and the new york giants so here we go let me just pull this up here we got get rid of that and the hometown report we're starting with the new york jets another loss to the new england patriots uh how many times is that in a row now i think since 2015 is that the last time we beat them 2016 okay well uh embarrassing loss not even just a loss uh zach wilson has his own sam darnold seeing ghost games uh he denies that but we're just gonna we're just gonna call it what it is throws four interceptions i believe three of them were in the first half uh and they weren't just you know dropping off people's hands he was throwing some bad throws just played bad overall and it's not what you want to see but is a rookie quarterback going against bill belichick and you know, one of the big storylines coming out right now with the Jets is, you know, the whole the whole saga with, with Denzel Mims and he's not playing and people are wondering. He's an act, he's not even just not playing, he's inactive for the game. Guy doesn't even have, you know, a jersey on or pads. But it's just all we've been hearing all of camp, he's not a scheme fit. Uh, he lost weight, he had food poisoning, this and that. But when the guy is on the field last year and this year with the chances that he's gotten, which were very minimal, um, he, he just makes plays. He makes contested catches. He gets downfield. He's fast. He's big. And he's someone that I think Zach Wilson could use right now. You know, when things are breaking down and he's just, you know, chucking the ball up, that's that's what Denzel Mims can do. He can go up and get the ball, and he's reliable when the ball's in his area. He doesn't really drop the ball. Like, you don't see him dropping wide-open passes. The one snap he plays in week one, he catches a 40-yard pass. And it, it's just – I, I don't – people are going to start to get like really fed up with this story because nobody can tell. And, and look, I understand the fans don't matter in a coach's decision, but like you can't just come out here and start selling to us every week that Keelan Cole and Jeff Smith and Braxton Berrios deserve to be out there on this roster. And he doesn't. And you know, pe people start to chirp and fans get mad and this ownership, while they say they're staying out of the way, you know, they, they're, prone to reacting to things and when when they don't have a good image they make poor decisions so i'm not saying denzel mims is going to bring down the franchise but it's just weird to me and for a team that needs explosive plays and like needs to change it up on offense it has been two weeks so we'll see but i don't know why he's not out there i mean you drafted him in the second round 
with a, with a weak receiving court to begin with. So obviously you jet fans had hoped he would become the team's best receiver and to not even be able to get on the field over some of the guys that you mentioned uh, it's kind of like, absolutely. It like, makes no sense. So I don't know what's going on, but there's something that, you know, the coaches don't like, or the coaches think that he can't do or, or whatever it is. Um, but it doesn't seem like it's going to get any better right now. Like, like I said, I can't imagine why they would just flip the switch and say, you know what, let's start using this guy. What, I mean, what's yeah. gonna, what has the, to happen? The, the, sound, the sound of it is that he's going all 17 weeks without playing a, a single game. Right. But how could that be? I, that I be just possible? see the, the thing that, that's starting to you know bother me and what it, what is weird is that during training camp when all these beat reporters are there they're watching the practices and they're reporting that you know Mims is playing with the second team he's playing with the third team sometimes he gets reps with the ones whatever this and that and they're you know relaying to us you know th this warning that he might not play as much people think he's going to play and a lot of people are starting to you know like go at the beat writers and be like you're just negative about him you're tweeting negative on purpose you're saying this and that and they're like no we're just saying it how it is we're saying what we're seeing and this is how it is and even they are now like the people who were watching training camp this whole time are like all right we saw how it was going in training camp and we're still shocked that he's inactive like something's going on there and we they just don't agree with it and i think you know for besides the coaches they probably seen him play the most of anyone and what's also weird is i was watching uh connor hughes podcast and he was saying he spoke to two players in the organization and a few coaches in the organization leading up to Patriots week. And apparently Denzel Mims ab absolutely torched the team in practice. Like was the best receiver on the field. Like that's what I heard too saying that. So what, what does he need too. to do? But Jeff Smith is the gunner who gives a shit. You can't find it. another gunner. You make Denzel Mims the gunner. Like, come on. He asked the, the coaches to play special teams. I, I don't understand. Uh, is he not that good at it, I guess? I don't know. But I don't know. It's just like it, if you're going to call him not a scheme fit, like uh, he's on your roster. You drafted him in the goddamn second round last year. Find, find, find a place. Find place for, for him, like to fit the scheme. You know, I just don't get it. Yeah, yeah. it really doesn't make any sense. And like it – and. I keep coming back to the guys that you mentioned. Like, I know you like the Keelan Cole signing and like Jamison Crowder and Corey Davis are like legit wide receivers and that have like had some, you know, a, re a resume in the NFL, but it's not like there, he's like on deep in the depth chart on a stacked wide receiver room. Like exactly. there's no reason why he can't beat out Keelan Cole, Braxton Berrios and whatever Madden uh, name, name generated player that you mentioned, like Jeff Smith. It's not a real person. <laughs> He's been on the roster for like three years now. And he just doesn't do anything. He doesn't even get reps. Like what? That's the whole thing. Like he's literally on the, the team to be the gunner. Hey, I don't understand. He, he's nothing getting the game. And look, this, the reason I like signings like Keelan Cole and whoever else is because, you know, I was expecting in the event you have Corey Davis, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Jamison Crowder. One of them goes down you know, having Keelan Cole step in is not the end of the world. Like, I don't think you want him to be a starter every week, but I think he's serviceable backup can, you know, give you some good reps, you know, in, in short spurts and stuff. I wasn't expecting him to, you know, take away time from, from developing a second round pick. And that's, that's what is bothering me most about it is that if he, if he doesn't pan out that 2020 draft class is abysmal. Even with Becton, Davis been? 
He hasn't played. He's coming back this week. <laughs> he's going to start. Hurt? He was hurt. He's going to start now we'll because start. they lost two safeties already. Um, so we'll see. Maybe he can turn out. But Jabari Zuniga on the practice squad. James Morgan off the roster. Uh, I don't even know who else they drafted in that draft. That's how bad it was. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't. Uh, obviously, Becton and Mims. And, oh, Man, LaMichael, La- La- LaMichael P. Ryan. It, he doesn't Where's play. Where's he been? He's just like the fourth string running back. He doesn't matter. Uh, man, hurt his knee, punter. Uh, it, it, it's, it's just a waste of a draft year, yeah, of draft exactly. class. And and Becton is probably obviously the best one, but he's not played a full season now in two years already, and he has a pretty bad injury. Um, not pretty bad, but, you know, a knee injury for a big guy like that, you, you, you don't know. And it's just – that's a whole draft class of, of duds if, if Becton doesn't stay healthy his career and if – Denzel Mims continues on this track of not even getting a chance to play. And and yeah. people talking about trading him. What are you going to get? You just spent the second round pick on him and he doesn't play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he obviously doesn't waste. have much trade value right now unless somebody <laughs> thinks that they can use him in whatever scheme that they have. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Watch there what happens. Of- the, the Panthers are going to trade like a six for him. His former coach, Matt Rule <laughs> from Baylor. And then he's going to pop off. That's what happens oh, wow. with all these former Jets and the Panthers. Jets South. Yep. Yeah, I'm telling you, that is that is so gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> that that's that that's the most likely scenario right there. But then he's buried behind Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrace Marshall. But they'll they'll be like he can play Gunner for us, so <laughs> he'll stay on the team. Okay. Yeah. So that's well, an interesting one. Uh, so you touched on Zach Wilson quickly. Um I and no disc, disclaimer for the fans listening right now. Um, I didn't catch most of the Sunday slate um, of football games. I wasn't by a TV to watch most of it, um, so I'm gonna you know fall back to you guys for a lot of the recaps. Um, I did catch a, some of the Zach Wilson plays, the interceptions. I know, <laughs> I think at least one of them was like not his fault, but there was that third pick in the third quarter which stood out to me where he just like under threw the fuck out of some guy and JC Jackson just like caught it right in his lap. Uh-huh. Um, I know some people are overreacting to like his start, obviously, you know, what does he have? Like, was it two touchdowns, six interceptions? Yeah. Um, uh, five interceptions. No, he, he threw, he threw two he threw, week one. Did he throw no, two? He threw, he threw, he threw one. I thought he threw two touchdowns, one interception week one. one two touchdowns, four, one interception. Four interceptions oh, okay. this week. All right. So, I mean, my take on that is, you know, obviously it's not the start that Jets fans had hoped for in a perfect world. Um, but I don't think any of us expected him to have like a smooth entrance into the league with like no hiccups along the way, as is the case for most rookie quarterbacks. Um, but I don't know. I mean, for you guys who watch the game, like if we can talk about Zach Wilson for a second, like where is your level of concern at for – you know, who basically has to be the answer for the quarterback for the Jets right now. Um, Richard, you could go. I, I spoke before, so. Sorry, I just need – I was uh, just checking, like, behind-the-scenes stuff. Can you just ask the question one more time? I mean, where is your guys' level of concern with Zach Wilson right now after this rocky start? I, I knew, and I think I said this on the – Stella. We can't have that right now. We Stella can't. knows we're going live. She wants to be on the show. <laughs> she's um, taking them off. She's she's pulling out Matt's camera. Um, I'm gonna keep going, even though. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> what a that's an ad right there. That's a legendary moment on the memo. Can't have it, Stella. 
Um, so my concern with Zach Wilson right now, it, I think I was saying this before the year, their, their first few weeks of the season is really rough in terms of front sevens. The Panthers, the Patriots, coming up is the Denver Broncos. Uh, with Even with Becton healthy, this O-line was suspect, and this was going to be a tough, tough start to the season, given all the injuries in the preseason and never playing together uh, until week one. Uh, the O-line was going to struggle. Wilson was going to struggle. Totally expected it. Um, I'll be concerned once it's like, if it's like week eight, week nine, and the schedule softens up a bit and he's still making these type of mistakes. It, it really just looked like he was, you know, so like fired up. Like he, it, it just got to him, you know, first, first home game as a rookie, everyone, apparently he got like the loudest standing ovation when he came out of the tunnel, like compared to any player, like the stadium just erupted. Like he was probably just like going on adrenaline and he looked, he looked like he had the jitters and looked like he was like, just, just too amped up and it happens, but I'm expecting him to settle down in the next few weeks. I, I think he'll struggle again this week, probably. Um, hopefully it's more like the Panthers game where he has like at least a good half and it doesn't look completely lost. But um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not that concerned yet. I mean, Dar- Darnold started off the same way, and I know whatever happened in his Jets career, but he towards the end of his rookie season was probably the best games of his career as a Jet, Sam Darnold. And like that's you got to give him time. And and around the league, all, a lot of these rookies are struggling. I know Mac Jones isn't struggling, but he doesn't look at like anything special. I mean, he really he he really just you know. Throw, throw, he does the dink and dunk that everyone knows the Patriots are known for, and he didn't look yeah. that great against the Jets. I mean, he he, he just has a better like he, doesn't make, he doesn't seem to make a lot of mistakes at this. Yeah, point. he doesn't make a lot of mistakes, which is what they need. And he, but he doesn't make a lot a lot of big plays. And it, it, Zach Wilson almost needs to you know go by that right now. And Robert Sala said it himself. He needs to learn that boring football is okay because he, he's just he's launching just okay. it launching it throwing it downfield looking for the big play and there's check downs there's shorter routes there's you know simpler plays he can make that could keep the drive going that i think he's just like too excited to make a big play yeah i mean that's a lot of what he did at byu was they were you know he was a highlight reel down there mm-hmm. um so i guess it's going to take a little bit of adjusting maybe those deep passes are not going to be there every single time um you don't have to obviously you don't have to do that every play but um yeah i i, I... <laughs> Yeah, I can do it. She's biting the bottom of my chair and like I feel it on my ass. <laughs> I can't do anything right now. Uh, no, but I asked that question because as much as I don't like the Jets and, you know, don't really care for Zach Wilson, I don't I don't really think that there's too much to take away from this in terms of like panic mode or like freak out or like feel really shitty about your your quarterback or the pick selection mm-hmm. at this point because you mentioned it too the Bill Belichick factor obviously what he does to rookie quarterbacks year in and year out it's kind of like an impossible possible hill to climb especially in week 2 um so obviously there are some things that you want to see him do a little bit better with but I wouldn't really be all that concerned right now um, I would say that maybe Peyton Manning's interception record might be in jeopardy, but uh, even if that is the case, like it's still, it's a work in progress and putting a rookie quarterback in week one um, against those two defenses, like it kind of just is what it is. And he has to learn on the fly if he was ever going to be the guy anyway. So you take your lumps and you just keep, keep trucking along. But I wouldn't really, if I message the jet fans coming from an anti jet football fan, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, you go. 
Um, well, I was hoping to get off such a, you know, negative topic and looking into looking into some positives that I saw at least out of okay, the Jets. Let's, let's hear him. You know, because you know Zach Wilson. Listen, didn't have a didn't last, have a good game. Last half That's it. Time. Didn't have a good game. There's nothing more to say about it. He'll bounce back. He's a resilient quarterback. What I did find and what I did like was the offensive line looked a lot better than it did in week one. I know they gave up four sacks, but it still just looked, I don't know, like more serviceable. They all graded out better. Yeah. And also the defense, they, they looked, they took, they stepped up, you know, against like a veteran led uh, Patriots offense. Oh, except for the quarterback. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, (laughs) I know. I mean, look, two veteran tight ends, veteran receivers, offensive line, you know, all. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, Listen, like the, you know, also like the young corners, they look, they look pretty decent and, you know, just all around besides the quarterback play. Like, I feel like once you, once Zach Wilson does like mesh with the offense, like you put uh, the offense and the defense together, you know, it's going to look pretty decent, even this season. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the Patriots ran up the score on us either. And we we had four turnovers and they scored what, 25 points. Even um, in the first half, they had three interceptions, and it was only a 13-3 game. Yeah, I mean, they, they didn't really take too – I think they scored 16 points off the four turnovers. So, yeah, the defense held up. They did their job, and the, the secondary was our biggest concern coming into the year, and it's almost frightening that it's not anymore <laughs> because the other things are going way worse that we thought wouldn't be that bad. Um, yeah, so – that that was a positive Fant, font Fant, whatever his name is. I don't know. There's too many in the league. They all pronounce them different. He played much better at left tackle. Uh, Connor McGovern bounced back. AVT is a, looking great in the run game. Hopefully comes along the pass game. Uh, Van Roten leaves some to be desired. Um, and Moses played all right. So hopefully going forward, uh, you know, as the schedule eases up, they continue to play better. Eventually Beckton comes back and, you know, Things things look up. We do have the Falcons in London after Denver. So, can be I be honest? No. I really don't see. I, I I'm looking at the schedule, and I just don't see where the Jets are getting a win, except maybe <laughs> in Jacksonville. Like I just I look at the schedule, and I'm just like I I don't I don't think they could win. They do have all a- of a sudden. He go before the season started. You were thinking seven. Okay, and okay, eight. all right. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, they have the. F- Falcon, uh, winnable I games. I guess now, listen, you're two weeks in. You get a better feel for the NFL. You know, Winnable games, games would be like Falcons, maybe Bengals, Texans, Jaguars. Yeah, I'd say te- I'd say Texans, Jaguars. Hope you to think split the Bengals? To split with Miami. No, I don't think the Bengals. Neither do I. I don't think the Broncos are that good. I mean, like, we'll get into surprise 2-0 teams later in the episode, but, I mean, 10 and a half points – I still haven't made my picks yet, which I should do right now, but I'm looking. Oh, that's a lot. Dude, Denver's not fucking good. Come on. Yeah, but you know, apparently uh, – we'll get to them later. Um, I don't want to get too much. <laughs> All right, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's four or five wins. That's that's better than it's looking right now. Um, so, yeah, we, we've said it a bunch. When, like, yo, when did my hat fall off? What hat? I mean, with Stella. I just I she just ran in, in onto my lap with it. I don't even know that it <laughs> fell. <laughs> oh, you were wearing that other hat. Jesus. Um 
Sorry. Yeah, so they're playing Denver this week, and like we've already spoken about it, good front seven. You know, offense is playing better than anyone expected with Teddy Bridgewater back there. So another test. Uh, hopefully the Jets can make it competitive like week one. But I think we should move on to the next part of the hometown report, if you guys are ready to talk about the New York football Giants. Number two rated quarterback on PFF, Daniel Jones, baby. Yeah. How um, about it? Stella, what do you think? <laughs> Looked right at you. Yeah. Um, so this game happened on Thursday night, obviously. So we didn't have to spend too much time on it because everyone's already, you know, picked it apart and talked about it. But, you know, for the first time in a while, a game where I think Giants fans can look at it, tough loss, heartbreaking loss, and say, <laughs> that's how it happened. <laughs> I swear that did not happen before. I would have noticed. <laughs> hey. Really snagged it. That was tough. Um, All right. Sorry. I'll continue. So, I'm going to figure uh, Daniel Jones was not the reason that the Giants lost this game, which is something they cannot say uh, very often. So you got to be happy about that. Uh, but to let Taylor Heineke to just come out and absolutely torch your defense, I mean, look, I know people are kind of liked him after that playoff game last year, but I, I, that's just unacceptable, especially when the defense was supposed to be so good for the Giants. Uh, what did you guys take away from that game, and what do you think? Yeah, so that that is one of the games that I was able to catch. We were together for that, right? We were. At we yours? were. We watched it in my house. We watched it. Yours. Um, <clears throat> I thought Daniel Jones actually looked pretty good, and I know we like we like to shit on him, and you know, rightfully so. He's obviously still has a lot to prove in the NFL. Um, but when he has his legs working like that, and they're running read options, and he's like running out around to the outside, they did it a lot in the first half. I think Washington did adjust to it in the second half, and he started throwing the ball more. But um. I don't know, man. He like he he shows flashes of potential, and you know he like when again we can talk about that pass to uh, Darius Slayton that was overthrown on the wide open fifty yard should have been touchdown, but he's kind of just like a very mixed bag right now of highs and lows, and uh, you know you, you don't really want that as a third year quarterback. It's time for him to you know be more consistent, but. Um, I mean, it wasn't a bad – he didn't play a bad game. Turnover-free football against defense that's supposed to be pretty good. We can talk about Washington's underwhelming defense um, in a little bit. But I don't know. They're in a similar situation where looking at their schedule, it's going to be tough for the Giants to get wins for a lot of reasons. With their, you know, their defense hasn't looked good either. But uh, I feel like Daniel Jones didn't he – wasn't, he wasn't really the problem this game. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um and I am of the belief that it was Slayton's fault, wasn't overthrown. Make a play, Mr. Wide Receiver, if you want to get paid. Well, what's been Put going on, on with money? What's been going on with Saquon? I mean, this is this is getting a little ridiculous. The line can't run block, and he just runs into the defense. He's just never content with just getting three yards, getting four yards. He just is always looking to find a hole and get that. 10, 20, 30, 40 yard gain. And he never can just, you know, it seems like he can't recognize when the play's not there. Just run forward with your gigantic thighs and just get a few yards. First and 10, make it second and seven, second and six. Like you don't have to get a, a touchdown on every single play. And, you know, he's coming back from injury, uh, short week, a Sunday, Sunday game, and then right into Thursday, coming back from an ACL is tough. So 
We'll give him, some, but they don't even use. They don't really use him in the passing game. Like, I, I don't. They're really not the utilizing is, him. It's weird to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I mean, the biggest concern, and we've I've said this for a while now, and he's a he's a big boomer bust running back. He won't mm-hmm. go up the middle. He won't, you know, like you said, get three, four yards of carry. He's moving horizontally more than he, he's moving laterally more than he is down the field. But then he'll break off. He had that forty yard run, and you're like, oh damn, this is like one of the best running backs in the league. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. You want to see more consistency, but I do think a lot of it has to do with the the offensive line and the run blocking because he'll get hit the second he touches the ball sometimes, or the holes just aren't there. So. Yeah, you got to figure that out. I, is this a contract year for me? Is one more year after this? Um, yeah, it would be fifth-year option next year. They got a big decision to make, but, yeah, I mean, he just has not looked the same that, that, you know, what we've come to expect almost. But, you know, off the ACL, we'll see. It was a short week also, so yeah, not a great way to start his season, two games in five days. But uh, Yeah, that's a good point uh, with the <laughs> – fifth year option because also if they struggle as bad as they are right now for the whole season gettleman's gone the man who drafted him and is a new regime going to come in and pay saquon barkley big bucks when all anyone has talked about since he's been here is yeah the guy's talented but you don't take him second overall no matter what ever any running back ever uh, yeah. so uh, you know it's, yeah. like you said big decision to make with him and i said like i said it too before you know short week tough to you know ask a lot of him so early after the injury but um we'll see they play the falcons next week so that could be a little you know get right game turn around falcons and then the saints we'll get to the saints a little later too um but you got you have anything to say before uh we can move on from the hometown report i mean about the giants you know they blew the game yeah i'm sorry uh, to Alfie, I hit him after the game. We actually chilled for a little while. We were talking about the game, and he was just devastated, man. He was um, really just devastated. Matt, you said you wanted to say – did you already say something about the defense? Or yeah. Or you want to say something about Washington's defense? Washington, this is a – we thought it was going to be, like, if not the best defense in the NFL, like top five defenses. And they – I mean, they, they seem like they can't make a stop when they need to. And there hasn't been – they haven't been able to generate really any pass rush. I know that obviously we talked about Barkley. Their run defense was very good mm-hmm. against the Giants. But uh, I think they sacked Herbert one time. And I don't know – I don't – I'm sure they got to Daniel Jones a few times. But um, – what? <laughs> you were frozen. Okay, it's in good. In the funniest position. <laughs> You'll see it. It's it's. On. It's on the thing. It's I just got a notification saying my internet is unstable. <laughs> yeah, you're like really laggy. And let me see if I can find. <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay, keep going. You're good. <laughs> um, I've completely lost my train of thought. The but... Washington defense not getting stops. They're not. Damn, I was frozen for that long. Yeah, you you said the whole you were speaking. We heard you. Like you said it. Oh, all, oh. But your 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 face was frozen. Yeah. Um yeah, I sent it to you. Um yeah, no. I, I feel like even their pass rush has not been what anyone thought it's gonna be. Like Chase Young, Sweat, uh Jonathan Allen. That's the name, right? Is it Jonathan Allen? 
Oh my god. <laughs> oh, you hate to see that. Yeah, um, Jonathan Allen. Yeah, um I just haven't seen them get to the quarterback like I thought they would, and especially against the Giants. I thought they were going to wreak havoc, and they let they let the Giants put up twenty nine <laughs> points on them. Um, so yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll turn it around. It's still early. Uh, you can lump the the Washington football team in the hometown report there. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Taylor Heineke looked really good though. Yeah, three hundred something yards. That Bomb. pass to Ricky Seals Jones. Wow. Yeah. Feeding it to my boy Terry McLarry McLaurin. That's the all curse of Egal strikes again as Egal saying he sucks. He just drops back. And yep. Boom. That was poor timing. <laughs> all right. Hometown report. Hopefully <clears throat> next week it's better. We're going to be saying it every week for a, a while, it sounds like. Hopefully next week it's better. Next, next year, hopefully next year is better. We'll find out. All right. Eventually. Moving on. We're getting out of New York. And we're going to move over to Baltimore, Kansas City. Chiefs versus Ravens. One of the games of the year in our short two weeks. I mean, nobody saw this coming. I, I mean, I, I know we were talking about Egal it on the show. I do, I do want to give credit to yep. Egal. I don't know. Did you, you didn't pick the Ravens on the show. I, I no. didn't pick. I, I just picked, said he didn't like the line. No, yeah. I said I would have picked the Ravens line. I didn't. I don't know straight you, up, but I picked. I, I did pick the Chiefs straight up. Yes, yes. So we were all wrong. All four of us were wrong on the Chiefs. But credit where credit is due, Egal. You were you were on to that here. You sniffed it out. And what a game, man! Listen, Lamar Jackson. Say what you will about him, but the guy makes plays in crunch time too. Like a mm-hmm. lot of the time in those close games, you saw it with the Browns last year. Like they just have in those situations it must be so difficult for a defense to like know what to expect because of how dynamic he can be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe not, you know, we talk about his arm all the time, but I mean, the, in, in third and short, fourth and short situations, it's so tough to stop that offense, no matter who's on. Yeah. The yeah. I mean, the, and the thing is too, is that he, it's not like he ch- changed anyone's mind about how he's going to play and what he does, you know, like he did the things he always does. He just did them just excellently in this game and you know that's what they're going to need from him if they're going to you know stay at on top of the league and you know make a push in the playoffs because of you know how decimated they are with injuries but it, it was really just a, a, a treat to watch him just he, he no one plays like him he's the he's the only guy who does what he does and it's just the way he cuts the way he moves like everything is so precise and Stop and go is so quick. He's just a, a lightning bolt, and he just spins through people and breaks tackles, and it's just – it's crazy. Uh-huh. And then he'll throw a 50-yard bomb, too, like in the, in, this, in, the same, in the same drive, and then he'll also, you know, throw it over a wide-open receiver's head. But <laughs> Yeah, his passing definitely was a little sus that game. But, you know, I, I feel like, you know, Marquise, Marquise Brown, Sammy Watkins have looked pretty good so far. Like, it seems like they have – like Marquise Brown took a little bit of a step after a little bit of a slump last year. And like, maybe these, these receivers around him and when Bateman comes back are finally like, you know, starting to see a little passing game growing around here. I don't know. Yeah, no, it was encouraging to see. Um, one thing I do want to mention, it felt like first of all, the game was like uh, that Clyde Edwards, Hilaire fumble was brutal, but it felt like a game that was kind of like the, the team to score last or have the ball last was going to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is interesting. Obviously, week two, don't want to overreact. Um, 
the Chiefs have the worst rushing defense in the league and the second to worst passing defense in the league so far. Um, you know, going up against the Browns and Ravens, certainly not the easiest of competition, especially in the run game. I think those are the two, probably the two best run teams in the NFL, Cleveland and Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a, a, a Chiefs team that you're used to, like, not being great. It's kind of like the bend but don't break defense, but they'll get a stop when they need to or they'll make a big play. Um, but if that's not going to get any better, I think it'll, uh, it'll definitely, they'll be in a lot more closer games than they're used to, and it could come back to bite them in the ass. But I really do think the story of this game was Lamar Jackson. And I want to give him credit for that because the two interceptions early in the first quarter to Tyron Matthew, uh, they kind of did fall behind and it was looking like a typical chiefs Ravens game where they, you know, they, the chiefs just pull away and pull away and, and stack up, but they fought back. And I, I bet I, okay, so I bet the Chiefs with the spread and with the money line. And I never thought that the money line was in danger. Like, I don't know about you guys. Like, even when the Chiefs had the ball last before that fumble, like, all right, they're going to go get a field goal at least. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought that it was still going to be a safe win. And fucking Clyde, man. <laughs> that was a great that- play by the end, though. He dove, punched the ball out, and got the recovery. I mean, what a play by that guy. Who was that? Uh, <clears throat> let me find out real quick. Egal, you want to say something? Yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying before, I feel like that's just like the Patty Mahomes effect. You know, like whenever he gets the ball, you always feel like they're just going to score in clutch situations. You always feel like they're going to score. So I know that feeling, you know, as a Jet fan, clearly. Yeah. Uh, Od- Odafi Owe? <laughs> Od- is that, is that o- Odaf Owe? Never heard of him. I think he's a rookie. I could be wrong, but that's the guy who for it. Um, he is, I think he's a, yeah, he's a rookie. What a play. Big play, yep. Yeah. But yeah, it was an awesome game. It's been a great, all the primetime games have been, uh, except for, I guess, last night kind of broke the trend a little bit. <laughs> that was a decent game. That was pretty close up until like the fourth quarter. That, that, fourth, that fourth down play just swung the entire where the lines didn't convert the fourth down just swung the entire game in the other direction and there was they were talking about it on the manning broadcast like it was such a complicated play for a fourth and one like throwing it to your outside receiver on this like contested comeback he has to die for and he had his running back check down wide open in the middle of the field like it, it was just I just thought it was poor poor play call there in a game that they they were running the ball well. You know, they could have kept it close. But it's been – we've had some good primetime games so far. Definitely. Yeah, we, I mean, we can, we can transition to that game. I don't know what's next up on the docket, but uh... – um, I didn't have that on the docket because I didn't think it was worth talking about. But if you want to put it on the docket, we can put it on the docket. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is back. All right, let me put it on the docket. That's my QB. Aaron Rodgers. Finally beat Eck last night. You beat him? Nice. Good. You made everybody happy. They like to see that. I don't think I've ever beat him in fantasy. Look, we said it. Yeah, no, he's always somehow good, but fuck him. We uh, we said it, Rich. We said it in the first half. I mean, Detroit hung with them. They were, what, 17-14 at halftime? And yeah, then... I, I made the caption for this, is Aaron Rodgers back? Because we're not sure. <laughs> good. All right. <laughs> um, Detroit, man, they got, they got some talent at 0-2 right now. Yeah, they don't. They don't look too terrible. 
<laughs> um, and Sewell, he's playing left tackle, looks a little better than, you know, apparently he was the worst player of all time in the in the preseason. Everyone was talking about how how much he was struggling. Yeah, he's, been, he's been good, right? Yeah, because I think their left tackle got hurt. So he, had moved, he moved back over, and now he's, you know, the elite left tackle prospect that you drafted. Play him at left tackle. Yeah, you, you did say that when they drafted him. Maybe you weren't he's just happy. been playing left tackle his whole career, and, you know, you draft him to do that. And you say, okay, we're putting you on the right because we have this other guy who's kind of good at left tackle. Put Move the, other, the, other, put the guy. other guy over there. <laughs> like, who is I mean, the, they, they have a good left tackle. Taylor, was it? Taylor Decker? Decker, yeah. Right, to the right. Their offensive line is pretty good. And there you They're go, man. a pretty good offensive line. I'm fucking frozen again, aren't I? Yes, you are, yeah. sir. You're fine. Just talk. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, just maybe should leave the show. Um, so fucking ridiculous. My Wi-Fi is so bad. Aaron Rodgers, he comes, he shows everyone, and I, we all knew it too. We said it on the show last week. We fully expect him to take all this personally and absolutely slaughter the Lions. And not only did he slaughter the Lions, he used Aaron Jones as a bat. <laughs> absolutely beat the hell out of the Lions and Matt. Oh my god, Egal, did you see my matchup this week? No. I lost by five points because Alex had Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. You were up like 35 points. Right? I know. He scores <laughs> fucking 39 points to beat me. The only guy going last night. And I was like, all right, to have a good game, fine. But four touchdowns? It was really <laughs> ridiculous. Are you kidding me? Weren't, weren't three of them uh, receiving touchdowns? Yeah, yeah three yeah, receiving I touchdowns. I got them points. He had like six receiving touchdowns coming into the, the, the year, on his career coming into that game. And he had three receiving touchdowns. He's a boss, though. He's a, good, yeah, did, he's a good guy. Did you see what Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee show? No, I didn't get to watch it today. I got to go oh, back and he's, look at it. He's basically just, like, ripping on the critics. Still. He's like, who gives them a fucking platform to talk? Like, all this shit. And I'm just like, wow. Like, he really did take it personally. Because he was, like, because they were saying he looked like he didn't care. And he was like, like, who are these people? Like, why are they saying this? Why are they allowed to lie about me? And it must then, be so and annoying. And then I called in the show and I said, I think you're lying about yourself. <laughs> it must be very annoying. I know because they, they had a terrible loss and everybody right now. And then like they're attacking him like personally like that. It must, yeah. be, it must be annoying. They're like, he just wants out of there. He's a bad guy yeah. and he's not playing hard for the team. Um, we are actually, I forgot we're going to game of the week is uh, involves the Packers. So we were going right. to talk about them. Um, but yeah, it, it's what we expected. Lions put up a better fight than I thought they were going to. Uh, poor, poor Mr. Goff. All he's there for is to make a place appealing for other players. To play. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll be the bridge quarterback there, and you know he yeah. doesn't really have a chance. Yeah. All right. Um. We're, yeah. I guess we're gonna talk about the Packers a little later. So let's uh, move on to my favorite subject of the week: the Jameis Winston watch. Very different tune this week than last yeah. week. Unbelievable. And, you know, I want to I go back to something I said when Matt asked me a very serious question. He said, what if I told you week one Jameis Winston is going to throw five touchdowns and zero picks and his first start as a New Orleans Saint? My response was, what did he do the next week? What did Jameis Winston do the next week, Matt? I told you I didn't watch the games. <laughs> yeah. So Jameis Winston – doesn't even throw for over 100 yards until like midway through the fourth quarter. Throws no touchdowns. 
two interceptions, just gets absolutely pummeled by the Carolina Panthers defense. And obviously much, much credit to Carolina and their defense for doing that to a team. I heard, just- I heard that, uh, they were getting uh, they were getting to Jameis and there was a lot of pressure. There was, there was, but and he did a traditional, you know, pressure in his face, falling backwards, chuck it up as far as you can into uh, triple coverage where it was picked off, and it was just like, wow, Jameis, maybe you really haven't changed that much. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna rag on the guy. I'm gonna say what I've been saying. It's gonna happen. He, he's got a whole season to prove himself here. One good game, one bad game. He needs to string it together a few good games in a row to earn our trust. But we just cannot jump on the bandwagon until he does it. Well, they got New England next week, so that'll be tough. Oof. Yeah, I mean, it just – and they I mean, they couldn't run the ball. It wasn't just him. You know, I think Alvin Kamara had five yards rushing. No shit. Yeah. And I um, still fucking lost to Alex. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, it was – It's still – listen, I mean – I think that this is going to be kind of what the Saints are throughout the whole year. Uh, they'll have some impressive wins. They'll probably have some bad losses. I think that it, this is like one of the te- one of the teams in the league that you really can't put your finger on because that's the Jameis Winston experience that we've seen is is inconsistency. Um, so until he finds that consistent level of play, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of this. And. Uh, it's tough. I mean, and we're going to talk, like I said, about the two and O teams, Carolina, I guess they are, uh, they put together a good game on defense, which I have been talking about how I don't really love their defense, but this is two impressive performances in a row from that front seven. But uh, yeah, that was not the performance that we were looking for. Yeah. Um, and they obviously are in the same division, so he will get another chance. Um, but uh, since you brought up the, the two and O teams, uh, I think that is our next segment, and the Jameis Winston watch does not have to go on for too long. Just have to give a little glimpse every week into what he does. Uh, Ask me what he does next week. Let me put that back on you. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm. See, I'm. I'm, I'm all for it. All right. Surprising two and zero starts in the NFL. I guess we could stick with where we were with Carolina. Um, I'm not surprised. This hits home for you, Jet fans, too. Yeah. Oh. I'm not surprised. <laughs> no. I mean, I'm. I'm a little surprised. Uh, and then, but then. You know, on paper before the season, you probably think they'd beat the Jets. Then you're like, they'll probably lose to the Saints. Um, so beating the Saints, I guess, on paper was a surprise. But I think now that we're in two weeks into the season, you can kind of see why they would be able to compete with the Saints and beat them because they're not the same Saints that they always are. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, it's that front seven, man. That pass rush, that D-line is just looking monstrous. And, you know, they play Houston this up- upcoming Thursday. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, Hassan Reddick. All the other guys they signed, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's his name? Ba- it's not Barrett. Shaq. They have Shaq someone, right? Thomas Thompson. Th- Thompson. Shaq Thompson. That's his name. The middle yeah. linebacker. He's good. JC Horn's looking good. I mean, <laughs> team, team surprise. Yeah. They beat and the I- Saints. I mean, they beat the Saints. We don't know what the Saints are. Then they beat the Jets. I mean, let's let's cool. They're going to play Houston this week, so they'll be three and zero, and we still won't really know much about them. Um, Houston's going with the backup rookie quarterback because uh, Tyrod got hurt. But no, I mean, the, the defense is impressive. Sam Darnold looks really good. They said this on uh, might have been I forget what radio show it was. I think it was like Get Up where. When have you ever seen Sam Darnold have back to back really good games and nice victories? 
you know never yeah, but, but he's on the jets you know that really doesn't happen for us uh in the live chat mike melda says carolina's underrated yes they are that is exactly what we're talking about right now um, yeah i mean they they seem they seem to uh to be looking pretty good so let's see what they, they beat houston this week they they're have... they're gonna go three and they're definitely gonna go three and oh right davis now. mills is starting so yeah, yeah. Panthers, Eagles. Panthers, Look, that pass. Cowboys, Eagles, I mean, Vikings, I know, I know, it's like two not great teams, but um, that pass rush I think is legit, and it's always going to be there, and it's always going to help keep them in games. And I don't know, as as long it seems like the the Panthers' plan, and this is something Rule has discussed before, is to you know not throw it all at Sam Donald at once, and like slowly bring him along. You know, make it easy for him. And I think as the season goes on, you'll see that playbook open more a bit. It won't just be dump offs to McCaffrey and using McCaffrey every play. Like, you see more deep shots to Robbie. You see them use uh, DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall and, and, you know, different ways. I I think we're just seeing, like, the start of what this offense wants to do. And, look, I don't think they're going to win the division. I don't think they'll probably probably won't even make the playoffs. But, you know, I think they'll be a solid team that, you know, teams that are looking to make the playoffs – that need a win towards the end of the season, probably you don't want to play Carolina. That's the type of season I see from them. True. That is true. Now you also have in the AFC West, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos sitting at 2-0. and um, I think one of these teams is a lot more legit than the other. I think that Vegas might actually be good. You, you think that, actually? They beat Baltimore and Pittsburgh. I mean, Derek Carr, look, as much as I fucking hate to say it, the guy looks sharp. And he's a guy like they run a very efficient offense. They didn't even have Josh Jacobs in this game. And they were able to go into Pittsburgh and, and win against you know, that defense. Uh, I, from what I've understood from recaps and following along, because I didn't watch the games, uh, Big Ben played like shit. Uh, yeah. Don't know how true that is. So their yeah. offense, their offense might have some problems. He's hurt but too. He's, he is hurt. Shocker. He's got a peck injury. Um, but dude, I mean, Vegas looks like they might, uh, they might be a problem. Yeah, I mean, if he's hitting those deep balls to Henry Ruggs, mm-hmm. finally Henry gonna... Ruggs did something. Yeah. Where you they picked? Going? I can't believe they picked him over Judy and C.D. Lamb. Yeah, I mean, they still should have <laughs> definitely picked both of them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you got, what were you about to say? I was going to say, I, to be honest, I don't even remember. <laughs> say something <laughs> yeah, about man, Henry Ruggs. I mean, it's about, they have talent. The, every year they have talent, the Raiders. I mean, they just can never put it together. And I think what they need is, you know, a consistent year from Carr. And he needs to be able to hit the big play. He can't just be a game manager. He's got to, you know, win but, games for them. And right now he's, he's making those plays when they need them. And yeah, I just, Listen, I understand these first two games are pretty big games for him to win, you know, uh, one in overtime, right? Or like right at the uh, end of the fourth. Yeah. Overtime so like, against the Ravens. I just feel like every single year Derek Carr gets out to a hot start and then slowly but surely like he starts to he, – he just loses it, you know? I don't really know. This has happened, you know, for the last few years, last couple of years I would say. So I don't really know how to like view this yet. I'm going to give him a little bit more time uh, before I buy into, you know, them as a legitimate contender. That's probably the right approach. Um, We've we've seen it before, like you said, but uh, I don't know. Maybe something's different this year. They played Miami this week. 
Um, you know, don't know what Tua's status is, but I've I've liked what I've seen so far from the Raiders as much as it kills me to say it. No, they they yeah. definitely look they look sharp. They look sharp. Um, and you'll find out a little later how sh- how sharp I think they really are. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, um, now, other other side of the coin, the Denver Broncos are also two and zero. I don't know if you guys saw, they just lost Bradley Chubb to ankle surgery. He's out like six to eight weeks, they said. Yeah, that's big for the Jets. <laughs> that is big for the Jets this week. Yeah, it's great news for Zach Wilson. Uh, but they're another team who's now going up against a bad Jets team who they can sneak to 3-0 and by playing the Giants, Jets, and Jaguars. So that's why I'm absolutely pumping the brakes on this Denver Broncos start. Um Bridgewater, I mean, Bridgewater looks good, right? I think he looks pretty good. But uh, I, I I don't know. What do you guys think about, about the Broncos? Uh, fun stat about Bridgewater is he actually has completed or thrown the most 20-yard pass attempts, 20-plus yard pass attempts in the league. I don't know if it was completed or attempted. But for someone who is, you know, referred to as check down Charlie, Teddy Bridgewater, through two games, he is first in the league in that category. So we'll see if he keeps it up. He does have some stellar weapons. Cortland Sutton looked awesome. Uh, you know, had like 12 targets, nine receptions, 144 yards. Uh, looks to be fully back from that ACL injury. But you're right, Matt. I mean, they, they, they haven't played any, you know, intriguing competition yet for anyone to say they're legit. Everyone, I know everyone, their defense was going to be their calling card. And to lose Bradley Chubb again, who they lost last year, right? Was that last year or the year before? Uh, it might have been the year before. But, you know, they lose Bradley Chubb again. And Yeah, I think it was the year before. But that's a tough loss. That's definitely a tough loss. Uh, Patrick Sertain looks really good, their rookie cornerback. Yeah. Surprising year where a lot of rookie corners are actually off to better starts than usual. It's usually like the hardest position to transition to. And uh, you mentioned J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertain, uh, Sante Samuel Jr. Mm-hmm. They're, uh, they're holding their own, but – yeah, I think that the Broncos defense will uh, have to keep them upright for the rest of the season, you know, because of who they have at quarterback, no matter how well Bridgewater's played against two bad teams. But uh, right now, I mean, you have that a- that AFC West, we have the Raiders and Broncos leading the division over the Chiefs and Chargers. I don't Man. know how many people thought that would happen. Nobody. Uh, you have uh, We have Mike Melda again in live chat says, he still thinks the Jets lose that game, but uh, losing Chubb does help. And Mike mm-hmm. LaFleur needs to step up. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, man. That's one less, one less pass rusher to be in Zach Wilson's face. I mean, Von Miller's still going to be out there. He's going to wreak havoc. But I do agree about LaFleur as well. Guy needs to dial yeah, it back not, with Wilson. You're not loving him so far, LaFleur. Look, I mean, I, I was taking about out a, a little of my anger on the guy. It's just, <laughs> you know, we're, we're sold on this. Just be, It's literally just because when guys are young. When they're young guys, everyone's just like, oh, he's good. First time offensive coordinator. He's gonna he's gonna need to you know go through some bumps in the road, and I think I think they've all gotten a little ahead of themselves with what Wilson can do and like the way they. I know we're past the Jets here, but uh, <laughs> it's the way they talked about him, saying like he he prepares on like any other rookie and like he's light years ahead. This and that. It seems like they're like expecting too much from him from the start, and the way the play calling is looking, having him throw these deep balls, you know, not like dialing it in and making it easy for him. I do agree. It's gonna be up to Lafleur. Lafleur. And losing uh, Chubb on the Broncos does help. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens week three. Yes, yeah, so those says, are. This is where it's at, baby. Thank you, Vinny. Thank you for watching. You're a beautiful man. 
Thank you, Vinny. We appreciate you. <laughs> Um, so those, I mean, those are the surprise teams. I think that we were wanted to touch on Panthers, Raiders, and Broncos. I want to give mm-hmm. them some shout outs. Uh, Cause I don't think anybody thought that this is where they'd be at right now, but we can transition over to our picks. Now you all mentioned we that, are running a that little was, late. That was the last, uh, the last section topic. So we are on to our first game of the weekly picks, which is bucks at Rams. Okay. The, uh, well, should we give a little recap of where we stand after two weeks? Yes, sir. Um, okay, so as you guys know, or if this is your first time tuning in, we have a new wrinkle to the uh, to this to the pick segment this week, where we have are asking a fan every week to pick along with us and uh, keep their records alongside us to see how, where we uh, fall at the end of the season. So the current the current standings are after this was a tough week for all of us. Yeah, Egal <laughs> uh, Egal led the way at two and two. Me and Alex were zero and four, and Richard and our fan of the week Marco were one and three. Uh, so that leaves us right now, Egal pacing the standings at five and three. Richard is in second place at three and four. And then me and Alex are tied with the fans at two and six. Uh, so definitely off to a slow start. I think that the the spreads that we're picking um, is, you know, it's going to take some getting used to. It's a little harder than it was last year. But uh, that is where we currently stand. This week, our, fan, our guest fan of the week is none other than Russ Brodsky. Loyal listener, fan of the show. Uh, it's too Great bad father. he couldn't. Great father. <laughs> <laughs> too bad he couldn't be here to give his picks tonight. But shout out to uh, to Russ, and uh, go ahead and lead us off with our first game of the week. All right, so we got Bucks at Rams. Like I said, um, this is what I think is an NFC Championship preview. These are two most well-rounded teams. I think maybe in the league besides the Chiefs. No, no. Well-rounded, I said. Not best. Well-rounded. So I think these are the two most well-rounded teams, given their defense, uh, what they have on offense, the quarterbacks. Um, I just love this matchup. I'm so excited to see it, and I think we will see it again in the playoffs. Um, I don't want to go first. Yigal, I want you to go first. (laughs) You want me to go first. (laughs) I'm in the middle of the screen, so, like, you know, we can do our little roulette thing that we do. Okay, okay. So it's honestly a really tough game to pick, and even Vegas will tell you that. Uh, it's minus one for the Bucks. Um, but I know we're going straight up here. I am never going to doubt Tom Brady, and I am going to go with the Bucks. He's the best quarterback in the <laughs> NFL. I stand uh, until oh. I stand to be until I stand to be corrected. <laughs> he's the goat. He's a living legend. Who? I mean, no, Tom that's Brady? true. Tom he also Brady. Has, he also has nine touchdowns in two games, which is stupid. So yeah, that's the isn't that the most Rob, in his career for the first does, two weeks? Doesn't Rob yeah. Gronkowski have four touchdowns in the first? Yeah. Oh, just ridiculous. So he said he said he doesn't watch film. Yeah, he just goes out there and runs. <laughs> yeah, he said if he's feeling good, he runs. Um, so you has he thrown a pick either? Oh yeah, he yes, did he get threw, picked off threw, against the Cowboys. I think he threw two. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, All right, so you're up next, Rich. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with the Rams. Um, it's in L.A. That stadium is crazy, by the way. It's so cool. Um, nothing to do with, you know, the game, but it is. It is. Cool it is. When they show it on the screen. Um, but we just want to say in in the chat. You should have been there last year. I know. In the chat, again, Mike Melda says he's taking the Bucks with the ref's help. 
Wow. Oh. He's taking the ref line. Wow. <laughs> We're already going with the little uh, the fixes in for Mr. L.A. Mike Melda. He's, he's going for it all. Um, I'm going with the Rams. You know, first big test of the year for New England. Not New England. Wow, look at me. For, for Tampa Bay. <laughs> You know, that, that pass rush coming up the middle from, from Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey on the outside. Uh, I, I see the, the Rams getting fired up for this game. You know, Bucks Bucks get handed their first loss of the year, and everyone starts talk, talking about the Rams as maybe the favorite coming out of the NFC. Does that mean they should be talked about that way? I don't know. but And, you know, another reason is um, – uh, you know, the, the neither neither team has really been running the ball that well, and you know I think it might turn into a gunslinging shootout. And I uh, I think Matt, Mr. Matthew Stafford, he he's the guy he's the guy I want in that situation. He's a guy, man. Let me tell you, he is a guy. He's definitely a guy. Yes, I am also going to take the Los Angeles Rams. Wow, uh, ram it home, baby. <laughs> I, I think I do think right now the Rams are the best team in the NFL. I know that they, they did squeak by the Colts there. It was actually it looked like it was a really good game back and forth, or the Colts kind of made it close towards the end. Um, so that you know, they might. I think it's gonna. This is gonna be a very good game. The minus one line. Uh, you know, almost want to double down on it, but I don't. I, I'm not that confident. I think the Bucks could win, but yeah, give me the Rams. I think at home will be the difference maker here. Uh, the Bucks are flying out to the West Coast. Um, and I said this last week, the Bucks are not going to go undefeated. You know, Egal, you say that they're the best team. Brady's the best quarterback. I get that. Um, but this is one of those games where the Bucks can drop and it really won't matter that much. You know, it's a good team early in the season. Like that kind of – it's not a bad loss. So uh, I just love what the Rams are doing on both sides of the ball, and I'm going to stick with it until further notice. So give me the Rams. Right. Uh, Alex, Alex is also taking the Rams. Wow, uh, wow! He's not here, but he will be taking the Los Angeles Rams. So All it's right. so just like last week, uh, I took the Cowboys and you guys took the Chargers, right? Yep, three yep. against one. I'll do it again. I'll take you guys down. All right, moving on to the next game, we have. Oh wow, I got to resize this. Uh, we have Packers at 49ers at San Francisco. Right, we'll go um, reverse order here. Yeah, Matt, you start us off. So in the chat, let us know what you got. Mike Melda, if you're still there, love your contributions. Yeah, we appreciate you, Melda. We do, we do. Um, Alex is taking the Packers, the ultimate flip-flopper after his eulogy of them <laughs> last week. He's back on the bandwagon. He's taking the Packers on the road against the 49ers. Uh, I'm also taking the Packers. San Francisco has looked good. You know, their offense is kind of just like doing what it does. Well, you know what? 17 points against Philadelphia last week, a little bit uninspiring. I just think the Packers are going to start rolling. I said this last week. uh, We won't even remember week one against the Saints by the time midseason hits. This is still a team that has been to the NFC Championship for the past two seasons. Looks like they ironed out a lot of their offensive kinks last night against the Lions. Granted, the Niners' defense is leaps and bounds above the Niners, uh, above the Lions, excuse me. Um, But – when when Rodgers is clicking like that, I don't I am not really too worried about it. Um, give me the Packers. All right, so I'm gonna do my first double jeopardy, double down of the oh. year, whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> for those who don't know, you get you have to pick a team and they have to win with the spread. 
and you rather get two wins or if they don't win by the spread, two losses. Um, Mike Melda picks the Packers in the live chat. Thank you, Mike. Um, and I am also, because the Packers right now on ESPN, we use ESPN for our, for our lines, um, are, the Packers are plus three and a half in San Francisco. Uh, I think they're just going to win the game. I think they're just a better team. And even if even if they do lose, I really can't see the 49ers just like, you know, blowing the doors off of them or really like having it not be closer than three and a half. I don't know. I just, I don't like that line at all for the. That's surprising. I yes. guess, you know, Niners are a two and O team. They're, mm-hmm. uh... I mean, their defense is still good. Um, I just, you know, I think Rogers is rolling, like you said. So I like, I like that they're, that they're not favored, honestly. <laughs> like I like yeah yeah I mean that's I didn't even consider that anytime you get one of the game of the weeks with the underdog you might as well just double down if yeah. they're getting the points exactly yeah. so I'm, I'm taking I'm taking the Packers plus three and a half in San Francisco uh, that's my double down for the week I think that's uh, the Packers that's defense is still kind of terrible yeah but Jimmy Garoppolo true I mean Debo Samuel though looking good Revenge for Rodgers, Mr. Melda says. Yes. Oh, yeah, because if we're going back to the NFC Championship a few years ago. That was an ugly one. Yeah. Um, Different team, the 49ers, though. Different team. Yeah. Well, honestly, before you – I thought the Packers were your favorites in this game, and I was going with – and I still am going to go with the 49ers. I'm going to switch it up. I – I don't know. Like you said, I just think the defense is just all around better, all around better team. They look pretty decent. I know they only put up 17 points last last week, but uh, you know, like the the Packers definitely looked a lot better because they were playing the Lions and uh, Aaron. And listen, I hope Aaron Rodgers, because he's on my fantasy squad, has a good week. But I don't know. I just think the 49ers take it, and that's before knowing that they're favorites now. Now that I know that, so. Um, going to go with the 49ers all right did you say you were doubling down on that or no i'm not doubling down no all right so i already have one of my spread picks down we're going to move on did i say russ brotsky picking the picking the packers as well okay no you did not say that so russ brotsky for the packers now we're on to our weekly spread picks for those of you who don't know if you're watching in the live chat or just listening to it later we explain it every week uh we do two regular games and then we do our spread picks uh everyone gets to pick their own games and you know just to put some variety into the picks make it a little different um so matt and egal have two each to do i only have one more to do because i used my double down so egal you can go first so first game i'm gonna take the cowboys minus four at home against the eagles um divisional matchup i know they're usually close and not a lot of people like to touch those games but i don't know i just find the cowboys to be a much improved team i I don't know if that's the right word to really use but i think they're a much better team than the eagles i don't buy into the jalen hurts hype whatsoever um and really yeah i'm not buying into it man i really not yet not yet (laughs) Uh, again, in the live chat, Melda says, whatever you do, please never bet on the Jets. Just don't. That is some good advice, and I should have followed that last week when I picked the Jets plus five and a half. Uh, the good thing, Mike Melda, is that we do not actually – I mean, I don't know about you guys. I don't actually 
bet on the games I pick. I think you know damn well about both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> these two guys do. I try to I try to reel myself in with the betting. Um, but you know, I, I my life is spiraling downwards, so maybe I'll maybe I'll throw some money soon. Um, he said he lost a lot betting on the Jets. Well, that's your fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> you yeah. Follow your own advice. Hey, man. you you picked the Jets last week, Rich. You did. Uh, I know. I you know. Picked but... the Jets last week. Bet All right. Um, two, I'll... Bet two fifty on the Jets winning that game. Whew. Winning money line, Melda. You're crazy, kid. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So I'll go next since Rich, you only have one pick. We'll, we'll yeah. save you for the next go around. Um. I'm. Both of my picks here are kind of large spreads, but uh, I'm going to go. I think a safe play here moving forward is fade the Jaguars. So I'm going to go Cardinals minus seven seven and a half in Jacksonville. Um, Cardinals kind of almost gave that way a game. They gave away that game against Minnesota this week with some poor play clock management and decision-making. I know, Rich, you've been banging the drum on Cliff Kingsbury uh, being a bad coach for a while now. So this past week definitely did not help his case. But I don't think it takes much to beat the beat the Jaguars by double digits. I uh, can't imagine why the Cardinals wouldn't, like, you know, go out there and just drop 40 on the Jaguars uh, with that offense. Um, Trevor Lawrence, I think, looked a little bit better in week two than he did in week one in terms of, you know, cutting back on those turnovers. But – yeah, I mean, I, I think that this is this is going to be a blowout. Cardinals getting giving only seven and a half. As long as that's in single digits, I'm pretty comfortable taking that. Nice. All right. Um, What's Alex's? Oh, Alexander Masados, co-host of the show in the live chat, says, "What's good, idiots? What's good, bro? We're talking about your bad picks. Did you do you want to read? Uh, did you read out Alex's one of his spread picks, or do you want to do that right now?" Yeah, so Alex can uh, – we'll start with Alex here. I know that we just had a whole conversation about fading the Jets. Uh, Melda, you're not going to like this one. Alex is going to be taking the 10.5 points against the Denver Broncos. Um, I mentioned earlier in the show, don't hate that. I think it's a big line, but Alex is uh, – With is that, bro- that Chubb injury, I like that. Yeah, so Alex will take the Jets plus 10.5 in Denver. <laughs> you said I'm still – I'm still the best, he says. After Melda said, never bet on the Jets. Alex <laughs> yeah. is still going for it. Um, all right. And what about Russ? Did you say his already? Or am I still- um, Russ, no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, again, another non-biased pick here. Russ, uh, <laughs> the big Giant fan, will be taking Giants minus three against the Falcons. Okay. Uh, there's a trend here with our picks that uh, we are very – homer based podcast all right and for my my second pick i'm gonna be uh this is basically homer um the thursday night football game (laughs) carolina panthers are minus eight against first time starter and rookie davis mills uh i just i just cannot see that texans offense getting anything going against this panthers defense that's you know pretty much eating these these young quarterbacks right now so I like that one. Panthers offense has been looking pretty good. I think they'll be able to cover the eight and, you know, give it to the Texans. Mm-hmm. So that's mm-hmm. my my <clears throat> pick. Panthers minus eight in in, ja- in Jackson in Houston. Definitely yes. was looking at that one. That one, it's a nice nice spread. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you always like a nice spread. Always like one. Mayo. Uh, so. <laughs> So uh, for my second game, I am taking the Vegas Raiders minus three and a half at home against the Miami Dolphins. 
Um, I don't know if Tua is going to play this game. Then we're taking the lines as we get them now, right? So yep. I will, you know, with the hip injury, whether he plays or doesn't play, that guy's still playing hurt. And the way that Derek Carr, we were talking about it earlier in the show. Rib injury, get, rib injury. That's what I said, right? Or said I hip. said hip, my bad. That was his college. That was last year. That yeah, was the college, that. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Derek Carr just looking really sharp. And the way that he's been performing against these other teams, I think that they should easily be able to cover the three and a half at home, especially that Vegas crowd is going off. And honestly, I'm going to Vegas, I think tonight. No, <laughs> either sometime. I think it's either the end of this week or the, or the beginning of next week for my sister. So hopefully if I get there on time, I can go to that game. That sound, it does cool. sound like a sick atmosphere to be in. Yeah. yeah that'd oh, be dope. Um, <laughs> two two more in the live chat. We have Melda again. Says Davis Mills rookie of the year campaign starts now. I like, I like, I like <laughs> this guy's ridiculous. <laughs> like the confidence. <laughs> Alex uh, Alex Masados. Um, I'm gonna treat you like just any other fan, and we're not gonna act like you're a co-host. Uh, question: How is Wentz going to play with no ankles? That's a that's a good transition here to Alex's second pick. He's taking the Tennessee Titans over the Indianapolis Colts, uh, minus five points. The Titans are giving to the Colts. You're not a Jacob Eason believer, Masados. Didn't Eason come in the game and throw a pick immediately to Jalen Ramsey? First play. I'm a, I'm a believer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Alex, Alex is not. Uh, he'll be taking the Titans minus five. If Wentz is out, I mean that line has to move from minus five. I almost took it, but. Uh, I have another pick here that I like a little bit better, but yeah, that's a that's a good pick there. You're telling me a guy that comes in the game for the first time and immediately tests the best cornerback in the league <laughs> doesn't, doesn't give you confidence. <laughs> He's like, "Fuck it, let's go one on one right now." Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so Alex is taking the Titans. My father, Ross Bratzi, will be taking the Giants uh, again. The Giants again. <laughs> Um, he's with me as well. He's taking the Cardinals minus seven and a half against the Jaguars. Um, and then my second pick, um, with Richard here with the Panthers minus eight on Thursday night. I mean, this is a game that could be like 17, 24, nothing, you know, the Texans really might not score a point. Um, and I don't think that the Panthers offense will have to do much to win, but, uh, minus eight is a lot. It's going to be two scores, but, uh, I'll take a chance there. I like it. All right, and we are at the end of our show. Look, active live chat today. I like it. Yeah, thank you, you know, guys for t- tuning in. You know, we're like we said, we're doing this every Tuesday. If you have anyone else that would be interested in coming to hang out, we will address what you say in the chat. We'll talk about it if you got some good things to talk about. It's always fun. Uh, one last thing Melda said was, I remember back in the day it was tank for Tua, and now it's tank with Tua. <laughs> good, I like that one. And he said, woo, good show. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Please appreciate next you, Melda. Week. Thank uh, you, man. A lot of fun. You know what, Melda? You can be our you can be our guest picker next week. Oh we'll, yeah, uh, give back sure. to the fans here. We're trying uh-huh. to fill up our schedule, so you'll be uh, if you're free next Tuesday night, we'll talk. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, reach out to Brodsky. We'll set it up. You can come on the show too if you'd like. Yeah, you can uh, call in. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in, and as always, bye bye.